Hail and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Alyssa, and today I am joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by Jackie Conrad, and she is the executive director of Deeper Still Chicago, which is a post-aboard of ministry that is dedicated to restoring hearts and restoring lives. Deeper Still offers free weekend retreats to women who have had abortions and the men who father children lost to abortion. Did you know that 33% of American women have had an abortion at some point in their lives? And this ministry is the hands and feet of Christ when it comes to showing women how they can have hope and freedom from the guilt and shame that comes from abortion. Before we get into our discussion with Jackie Conrad, I just want to read some of the comments from women who have gone to these retreats. One participant writes, quote, For the first time in two years, I felt surrounded by people who actually understood my brokenness and fought for my healing. Another writes, It was the single most incredible weekend I have ever spent in my life, and I am so excited about my new life in the Lord. Jackie, thanks you so much for coming on. This sounds like an incredible ministry, and I know you have a personal testimony to share. Could you tell us more about your story and how you came to be a part of Deeper Still? Absolutely. I am thrilled to be here. Um, uh, I know that God is moving forward, and he wants his people to be healed and set free, just like I was many, many years ago. My story is that um, I lived in the inner city, and we had a dysfunctional family to where By the time that I was 23 years old, I had experienced abortion three times. And I didn't really have any side effects, you might call them, uh, for a number of years. But I did suffer because of those choices. I found uh, the love of my life and and got married. Uh, I was carrying my son, our son, together. And um, I saw an ultrasound, which was a... rude awakening for myself because then I realized what I had done. Uh, I'd taken three lives and uh, began to experience a lot of depression, anxiety, just really uh, began to to shut down emotionally and then physically. So, but you know, God is so merciful and so gracious that I was led to a Bible study. I was introduced to Jesus Christ as Savior and my forgiver and my leader, and um, I became a Christian on the altar of forgiveness for my abortions. I think my story is is special, but it's not uncommon. So God does this, and He wants to continue to do this even more. Um, so here, there I am, a forgiven Christian, uh, beginning to um, have my relationship with Jesus, and I wanted to serve Him in some way. I was led to the Southside Pregnancy Center, and I wanted to be one that would speak to the women who came who were pregnant and deciding whether they were going to parent their baby or not. But before I could serve in that, we called it the counseling room in those days, before I could serve in the counseling room, I was asked to take this Bible study, which was for post-abortion recovery. And I said, oh, I don't need that. I'm forgiven. I know I'm forgiven by Jesus. I don't need that. But it was policy. And I took the eight-week Bible study, and it changed my life because I found more healing 
and more restoration, and God put me on a path to help other men and women, uh, predominantly women, but men as well, help them find the healing uh, that God has waiting for them so that they can then find their true destiny on what he wants to use, how he wants to use their life and testimony. So I did that for about 18 years at the Southside Pregnancy Center in Evergreen Park, Illinois, and I'm still there. Um, however, I've, I'm now part of a, a ministry also called Deeper Still. Deeper Still provides weekend retreats, like Alyssa said, for women and men who have had abortions. So that is my heart's desire right now to uh, bring that ministry to the Chicago area. I'm the executive director of the Deeper Still Chicago. And the Deeper Still ministry has about 30 chapters nationwide. So it's a growing organization, and God is the one growing it. He's doing all of this. And the key to, uh, one key to ending abortion is when, when people get healed from their abortion experience, we call it an abortion wounded heart. When they find healing from that abortion wounded heart, then they have a voice to stand up for life. That's what I do now. I'm standing up for life and restoration for God's people. That is just a wonderful testimony of how deep and gracious of a God we serve that anyone can come to Christ and he will give them forgiveness, healing, and hope. And it's not unlike Abby Johnson's story of how she came to out, you would say, from the other side of her abortion experiences, and now she is a voice for truth, leading the charge, so to speak. And I noticed when you gave me all of the information to study, which I love, that you guys have a very um, special place for churches that's really on your heart. Could you speak more to what the church as a whole, maybe the downfalls that the church has and how to handle women who have had abortions or are considering them? It's my experience, um, having been in Deeper Still for eight years now, uh, that pastors are and they're the leaders of churches, they're hesitant to, to welcome this type of ministry in because they don't understand, uh, some of them don't understand the need. Uh, the fact is that statistics say that one out of four women have had an abortion. So that me and 70% and of them proclaim uh, to be Christians. I think you mentioned that. But um, so uh, the goal, the next initiative in the Deeper Still um, ministry is to actually reach out to pastors or any Christian leader and, and educate them and make them aware, not only of the ministry, but the need for the ministry. I'm holding a pastor's breakfast. I'm hoping that many, many pastors will get curious um, and trust that this is God's work and they'll want to get involved. So February 24th, we will be hosting a pastor's breakfast at the Southside Pregnancy Center. Wonderful, I love that. Yeah, I think it's very important that pastors and leaders in America have a 
firmer grasp on how to counsel women who have gone through this or how to speak to the congregation as a whole about this issue or offer counseling services. I know that I'm very blessed that my church has a counseling center in the church, and I have been a participant of that through premarital counseling before I was married and through other things I'm involved in. Um, the beginning process of biblical counseling certification through my church. So that's kind of a burden on my heart that churches are involved in counseling people and providing them lasting hope and freedom, not just from abortion, but it could be from pornography, it could be from trauma issues in their past, that the church really needs to be the leading example on how to help people. So I love the deeper still ministry. The more I learn about you guys and what you do, the more excited I get to be a part of this and to talk to you about this. And I know that you have a training seminar coming up in April of this coming year. Can you tell us what that training seminar looks like? Is it only for certain people who can attend? What's what's something that our listeners can do about that? Yes, the training seminar is uh, might as well say phase two of the outreach program. So Deeper Still Chicago is a new chapter. So we're actually building team members because it takes a team of healed Christians to then minister to the participants that come to, uh, to these weekends. So we use the training uh, twofold. Uh, if you want to be a team member or are curious about it, you have you, you must attend the two-day training that we have. and um, But that does not uh, obligate anyone to be on the team. So we're hoping that many of the pastors that attend the pastor's breakfast will want to know more, and that's where you can learn more about why the ministry exists and, um, and God's plan for it and how, how it functions, everything. So, and that's going to be April 19 and 20 of 2024. Wonderful. I think I'm personally going to attend that training seminar. I'm very excited about that. And before we started recording, you shared a blog post with me um, from Deeper Still. And something that was spoken in that blog post really um, spoke to me in a special way. And it mentioned how we see women who have had abortions coming into the pro-life movement as a backdoor entrance. And the blog takes a different perspective. It says, no, that's another front door entrance, Mm -hmm. as opposed to women who have not had abortions and are speaking about pro-life issues. We see that as the front door and then post-abortion is the back door. But like I said, this blog post says that, no, they're both front door ways to get the pro-life movement across. And I know your past would say that you're also a front door person, and I just want to hear your perspective on that. I I came across this blog just this morning. Sue Molitor is a uh, founding team member in Tennessee. That's the original uh, Deeper Still chapter, and she does a blog so often. I'm not sure how how often it is, but God just speaks to her how on how to encourage not only chapter leaders and team members but the world and i thought that you Alyssa, would in, uh, enjoy or be inspired by by hearing this um two door method of 
saving lives, really, uh, protecting lives. So that um, the message of life is spread by a life that has been healed. And God wants to raise up an army of healed people to then go out and have a voice and speak for life. So rather than post-abortion healing being a backdoor a kind of a, a, a idea or thought, I propose, and Sue put that out there, about the two front doors uh, being the, the model that we're hoping um, will continue. Right, and you even see that in the culture at large with other issues that take the transgender movement as an example. You have people like Chloe Cole that are coming to the forefront and saying what these medications, what these doctors are doing to people. And it actually, culturally, it seems to be a more powerful message than someone who's just speaking about biological facts, that someone who has experienced the other side, so to speak, Mm -hmm. has a more powerful voice for truth. And I think abortion is the same way. I think that's why this ministry is so important and why it's growing the way it is, why people like Abby Johnson are on the front lines, so to speak, of these issues, because they've experienced what this does to people, and they want to protect other women from going down the same path. Hence why you have this wonderful retreat coming up May 17 through 19. Can you tell us more about these retreats, what goes on, how are they set up? So the retreats are just about two and a half days long. It starts on a a Friday afternoon, and we uh, finish on Sunday afternoon. Uh, During the retreat, oftentimes people are able to share their testimony, their abortion story, often for the first time. So that's step one, reveal the secret. And Friday night is very powerful. Um, a relief is felt, and um, and then Saturday, throughout the day, the first thing that is taught, we call them sessions. Uh, session one on Saturday is uh, called Desperate for Healing, and it, it mainly it helps. We want to help participants get comfortable with the idea that you have to be desperate for this type of healing. You have to understand you really need it and that God wants to provide it more than anything in the world. And after that session, there is a session called the Perfect Plan. This is very important because in our culture today, life is not valued. We know that life is very very valuable, especially to God, and he has a perfect plan. Um, and this, this actual session came after Karen Ellison, the founder of the ministry, visited China and started a chapter in China. Wow. Mm-hmm. Chinese people don't understand the value of life because how, for how many years they've had the one-child policy, mm-hmm. forced yeah. abortion, all of that. So there are a lot of wounded people in China. So Karen came up, God gave her this, uh, this second session about the perfect plan. So it just reiterates the truth of the Bible that says, we are valuable, we are a Mago Dei, and therefore 
need to be protected and, and valued. So, uh, and then the gospel's given. The gospel of Jesus Christ is given, and that's called the perfect sacrifice. It is, uh, we just want to many times introduce people to the, the healing power of the blood of Christ. Um, I, re- I can recall a participant, and she was in her 80s. And after that teaching, she came to me and she said, now I understand what, why Jesus died for me. So, I mean, we definitely, it's gospel-driven. Only God can, can bring this type of healing. And then it goes on uh, to 14 sessions later, after going deep into, uh, uh, into deep healing as God directs. On Sunday morning, we, hold a, we host a memorial service where participants can actually dedicate their children to Jesus, um, pray, and, and have their closure on Sunday morning. That's how the um, weekend ends, after the memorial service. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, I'm sure, to witness every year lives renewed and changed through Christ. Mm-hmm. From maybe your experience or seeing these um, retreats take place, what do you think is the biggest hesitancy for women to come to Christ or to give this burden to him? The culture. Hmm. The culture says it was your choice. You have nothing to feel bad about. You have nothing to be ashamed of. And yet they feel guilt and shame and they suffer. So uh, this is why it's so important for the church to get behind this type of verbiage. It's, it's, it's not just that you welcome a post-abortion ministry, but that the culture of the church would understand the need for that type of healing. And when the, those things start happening, um, more and more people will say, you know, maybe, maybe I need to be healed from this. I didn't recognize my need for healing until God put me in those circumstances. So, um, and that's what we want to do. We want we want to create a culture of not only life but a culture of healing, where people can understand. Yes, okay, I did something wrong, and and it was wrong. Even if the world says it was okay, it was wrong. It was against God, and. Now I, I, I want to fix that. I want to get healed and be free. Wow. So I know you mentioned that part one of the retreat is to recognize your desperate need for healing. Do you find that the women or men that come to, right, is it women only or is? Many chapters host uh, men and women. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. So yeah. men and women that come, do you think they're already recognizing their desperate need or do you have people coming that are just curious about what this ministry is good question because it's it runs the gamut of of all of that um many come uh, (laughs) okay i'm gonna just share the reason i went to my own retreat in 2015 was to just take notes okay because i had been a post-abortion recovery leader for 15 years already and I went thinking I'm just going to take notes on this and see maybe we'll use this weekend retreat model who knows 
But um, after the weekend retreat, my own, I call it my own retreat, I found more a, a deeper healing, and that's why they call it deeper still. So um, I recommend this weekend for anyone, for the curious, for those that have had some um, level of healing already, to come and, and let God do that deep inner work that needs to happen so that they can find out their destiny and their true identity in Christ. I, I love that. And would you say that one of the prerequisites for women even signing up for the retreat or coming is that they have seen an ultrasound of maybe a new baby? Or what do you think is the spark, like the common spark that ignites someone to say, you know what, I need to go to this retreat? Um, oftentimes, and those are like symptoms, um, people will shy away from a conversation about abortion. Okay. They don't want to talk about it because mm -hmm. it, it's painful for them. Um, that They may be having nightmares. They may be having um, re-experiencing the abortion um, trauma over and over, um, those kinds of things. So uh, I would speak to anyone who is suffering that way to... Um, Take a chance on God. I mean, he, he, wants, he wants you healed. It's so true that the Lord is willing to redeem us and to show us mercy and grace if we would just take it. Take a chance. It's, it's a gift that he offers. And it's so beautiful when we have testimonies like you of people who have taken that gift and have experienced the freedom that comes from a new life in Christ. And... I know that Past Pregnancy Center mm -hmm. is involved in some ways in things like this. Are you affiliated with them at all? Are you affiliated with any other pregnancy centers? Um, pregnancy centers in the area. I know Pass. I know the people at Pass. They're good people. Uh, the ultrasound nurse at Pass is actually on the Deeper Still team. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay, so, work, so you guys are everywhere. We work hand-in-hand. Uh, they do the same life-saving work uh, by giving ultrasounds and uh, counseling and Bible studies. And um, they have a market, uh, baby boutique, um, just, just like we have. So, um, yeah, there's no competition. It is um, collaboration is, is what it is to protect life. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful to hear because you have a lot of conservative organizations that are kind of fighting each other for more followers or more um, deals, mm -hmm. more funding. But it's wonderful to hear how you guys are opposite that, how you love to connect with people. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, that's wonderful. Exactly. You know, um, I gave you, uh, Alyssa, a pamphlet called um, Post-Abortion Syndrome, Are You at Risk? So... <laughs> When you asked me about what might ignite someone's um, desire to go, yeah. there is a list of symptoms, um, and, and I experienced most of them not knowing what it was. Anxiety, inability to, uh, to bond with others, especially further uh, uh, children after an abortion, anger, aggressive behavior, difficulty concentrating, nightmares, addictions. Many, many people that have uh, had uh, 
abortion in their past become addicted to alcohol, to drugs, to work. Um, so it's, it's very debilitating. Abortion is traumatic, and um, people react to that trauma in, in many, many ways, just like any other trauma. So, but the world doesn't acknowledge that. Right. So it's like a dirty little secret to keep it secret, but they suffer. Yeah, that is, that is something that I think pregnancy centers and your ministry does a good job at showing that, yes, abortion does take the life of an innocent human being, but there is also effects that it does to the woman. I remember... Um, IFI posted on their Instagram a list of psychological risks that come with abortion, a list of physical risks, not necessarily to the child, because we know what happens with the child, but to the woman of PTSD, of all of these disorders like depression and anxiety and bipolar disorder that can come out of this. And when it comes to physical risks of bleeding and hemorrhaging and all of these things, why isn't this talked about a lot? I say it's the enemy. The enemy of our soul doesn't want the truth to be told. It's man overlooking what God wants. So, and it's the culture. We live in a very um, whatever men want to do, kind of, a, you know, that's more important than what God wants or expects of us. So it's political as well, and that is a... a area that I think an area where pastors are hesitant to speak about abortion, they, they, they've, they're afraid. They're afraid that the congregants or per, uh, parishioners are going to be offended because many, many Christians are still pro-choice, unfortunately. They don't understand. So um, the spiritual battle is huge. Many, many forces um, are standing against this truth that has to be shared uh, so that people can get healed and set free. So it's a spiritual thing that we must overcome. So we covet your prayers. Well, you have them. Has Deeper still run into any issues with churches or pastors that are maybe uninterested in what you have to offer? Has that ever come up in your ministry? Yeah, we do a... Uh, once a year chapter leader conference and kind of share things. And we've heard things like, uh, oh, uh, this pastor I was talking to said that there are no post-abortive people in his church. There's a, a disbelief, just um, falsehood and really an ignorance of the truth. So um, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. That was just one example. Right. So would you say that it's not so much hostility that Deeper still faces when it comes to church ministry? It's more, no, that's not our church. Maybe that's in California somewhere, but that's not us. That, that it's, paints a good picture okay. of our uh, challenge. Would you say that's even more challenging than someone who's hostile, trying to convince someone who is in disbelief or doesn't believe the statistics that you're showing them or maybe thinks that their church is too good for that or they have too many good people there. Would you say it's harder to deal with that? Yes, um, and I, I call that pride. 
false pride. They're they're right. so proud of their uh, the ministry that they're uh, serving in that um, and and again it's it's a tool the enemy uses. So more challenging. I don't know. Uh, possibly that it would possibly be more challenging than. Um, you know, although there are churches out there that are pro-choice as well. So the battle is huge. Right. We're not going to give up. No. We're going to keep on fighting Never. because we're an army. And the army that God is building in, in the Chicago area is an army of healed Christians. We're just excited to be uh, here. To I'm, I'm excited to share about the ministry, and I, I'm just praying that it goes far and wide. Amen. Well, where can people find your ministry? Is there a website that people can go to? The uh, ministry website is deeperstill.org. And on that website, you'll hear testimonies of women and men. And um, when you go on that website, you can actually register for the May uh, retreat. And you'll see all the chapters there. You'll see the 30 chapters, and uh, maybe you want to go to the retreat in Hawaii. I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to Hawaii. (laughs) So uh, it has a lot of information. Karen has a book. She's written a book. Yes, Karen A. Ellison, founder and director of Deeper Still, she wrote a book called Healing the Hurt That Won't Heal, Freedom for the Abortion Wounded and Help for the Church They Fear wonderful resource. I cannot wait to dive into this book. And thank you so much for this conversation. I think our listeners are going to really enjoy it. We have more of a target audience of high school girls, and we know that abortion heavily affects the younger age, especially in different areas that you find yourself in. And so I think this is going to be a wonderful resource for them. And to learn that, wow, there is, a, even if they have experienced this already, that their their life isn't over. Christ is there waiting to restore them. And this ministry is all about that. Absolutely. If you would like to reach me, you can reach me at deeperstillchicago at southsidepregnancy.org. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jackie Conrad. I hope that if you have experienced an abortion, that you will go to this website, that you will sign up for the retreat, and that you know that there is hope and freedom waiting for you and that Christ is willing to give it to you. Thank you for listening. This is Self-Evident.